we are activating your unique self-discovery one show at a time. The Orchard of Wisdom Self-Discovery Podcast are at your fingertips, just waiting to inspire and invite you in discovering just how awesome you really are and how to navigate through life in joy, enrichment, personal abundance, in mind, body, spirit, heart and soul. All the people we bring you are here to serve you on your journey of life. Do enjoy our next show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Quantum Spirituality right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest is Repeat Michael Horn. This is our third show together, and we've been talking about quite a number of things alien. We have did a show on uh, his dedication to Billy Mayer's um, all the information to do with that and his UFOs, all the research that he's done and uh, all of the authorized stuff that's out there, the factual stuff. And he is a connoisseur on that. And our first show is on that. We covered it a little bit on our second show as well. But we also talked a great deal about what is the alien consciousness? Are they here to intervene? Are they here to guide us? Are they patiently waiting for us to grow up um what is that interaction if we're going to have any do they just choose a few to interact with us um we talked about that in part one and in part two the conversation continues so welcome back michael thank you sarah nice to be back nice to be discussing this topic with you of course excuse me and um yeah there's a there's an awful lot to consider in this material so wherever you want to go uh, let me know and we're going to well we can we can highlight a little bit you know invite people to go back and listen to the other shows because it really is a lot that we unpack um you know the reason we're having a part two here is because there's so much more conversation to have but let's kind of recap a little bit where we talked about you know what is that alien consciousness you know a lot of people is the green man is it the gray man you know, are they here to to eat us? Are they here to take us over? Let's just do a little recapping on that and kind of set the stage for where we want to go. All right. And in, in terms of recapping it, let me also uh, insert a bit of uh, maybe new information for mm-hmm. a lot of people and into our conversation as well. What we didn't go into, what I did not mention at all, is that this whole thing about alien life, extraterrestrials and all of that, the true history, according to the information in the Meyer case, about human life in the universe and the comings and goings to our planet Earth over millions of years, millions of years, um, is it, it puts us in current time in a very different perspective. We think very much in terms of the conversation that's conducted publicly, you know, and people discuss about so-called aliens and uh, do they exist and mm-hmm. what about who's come here and all the rest of this stuff. The thing is that in in where we are in the history of extraterrestrial slash alien human life uh, and terrestrial earth life is we're nowhere near the beginning of when this happened. Mm-hmm. We are in a place where the the thing that is also withheld from people everywhere is the true history of humankind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the true history, again, I'll say it one more time so people know my reference point is the Billy Meyer material, because this we've, we've established. And, and as you said, we've done a couple of shows. People can easily confirm for themselves that this is authentic. Mm-hmm. And that in and of itself makes it, if true, again, for everybody to determine that would make it the most important discovery event, true story in all of science and human history. We know nothing about this. Right. So-called UFOs and extraterrestrials, this is basically entertainment for people. Yes. It's something for people to get, oh, you know, dabble in and move on to the next thing. Because we, as a mass population, cannot grasp this. We we cannot come to even understand our place in the cosmos vis-a-vis this story Mm -hmm. so if we without my trying to even fill in a lot of that which is there's a book out now that fills this in so beautifully 
And people, if they want to know more, they get the book called From the Depths of Outer Space. And you get a very different perspective that makes sense. Yeah. Right? So what Not we have- Not science fiction, science fact. Yes, very much an historical uh, fact in historical fiction. Most of our history is fictionalized. Mm. It is distorted. We know nothing about the real events and the real people and all of this. Yes, in some cases more than in others. But in this you know, approach that we're, we're taking now to understand, we are coming in It's sort of in the middle of the story, if you will. Mm -hmm. We have a man who for 80 years has been meeting face-to-face -face since childhood with human beings like us uh -huh. from another star system. And right. it's just they are far more evolved. They've uh -huh. gone through the dramas, the epochs of, it, of atomic energy and near destruction and warring, things that their for forefathers did that we aren't even near yet because they, they've been space travelers for a very long time when you dig into it. It's effectively Star Wars on steroids. It's not, mm. you know, it's not the little gray guy story and it's not the evil. Are there so-called evil? Aliens? Yeah, <laughs> this, the, the true history shows a lot of that. And it shows how uh, we, the people of Earth, have in our very distant past had interactions with, let's say, ill-intended yeah. beings. But we have the opportunity so when we come to this place where we talk about you know awareness and awakening and spiritual we have to understand that we're not talking about perfect beings the space brothers yes. who float out there you know and they, they know have, it all <laughs> yeah and you know like they are perfect and we are you know groveling well we are groveling because we do it to ourselves but... <laughs> yes we do <laughs> definitely <laughs> we're very slow on our involvement <laughs> very slow and in some ways you know things are progressed but that's mainly technologically which is mm -hmm. we are at a great disadvantage through that technological uh extreme acceleration in many ways and i'll mm -hmm. tap tap into that a little bit today perhaps so that people understand the reality a little bit better yeah so if we come to this thing of awakening and you know what supposed extraterrestrials you know, would like us to know and wake up to and all that in this material we are confronted if you will gradually in some cases and you know right to our faces and others with how we came to be here who we are the way in which humankind over many, many, many millennia has allowed itself to be corrupted, yeah. to fall into dreadfully mind-enslaving belief systems and religions, sorry, folks, politics, and all of this which has driven humankind into war, mm -hmm. enslavement, and closed consciousness, fear, anger, aggression, and we are in a time in which there is going to be, there already is for anybody's attention, yes. a tremendous increase in very negative things. And we, when we, now we bring this extraterrestrial idea in what would they like us to know? They would like us to know the truth. Mm -hmm. They would like us to know at least how life works and where that places us in terms of our evolution and ability to direct ourselves along a far more productive path so that all the things over the past 80 years that this man has learned about since childhood mm -hmm. and has begun publishing when, when he was 10 years old mm -hmm. to warn us about these very times, yeah. what was coming if we did not wake up and change. The wake so. up and change is what it's all about, isn't it? You know, it's, um, you know, as I said before in other shows, the universe gave me a saying, uh, we're going to uh, shake you up, to wake you up, for you to step up and change it up and grow up, grow up vibrationally, but grow up as a human race. We're still very much, or some people are still very much in the shake it up, that disruption. You can't have clarity 
without disruption. You have to shake things up to get rid of what does not work. Open up that consciousness. A lot of people are waking up to this consciousness right now. And one of the first things they're feeling um, in this beautiful awakening is pain. And the pain is the inflict that we affliction that we put on each other. Uh, you know, what we're doing to this planet. And the invitation is either to be swallowed up by it, ignore it, or to do something about it. And, you know, you talk about the technologies. Our technologies are so advanced, but we're still so immature in how we use them. We either look at everything as a weapon or we look at it as a substitute. Uh, we look at it, um, uh, you know, as as an extension of ourselves rather than a collaboration of allowing us to grow in a, in a more conscious way. I think we're really at that kind of gate opening of a, of invitation right now. I'm hoping that we're being encouraged or cheerleaded or even guided through this next phase because this next phase has to happen of this higher consciousness in order for this planet or the species to even survive. Well, there's a lot to consider there about the awakening and about whether we're being encouraged or led or anything. In terms of this material, we want to remember that Meyer has been, as I said, since 10 years of age, been putting it out into the yeah. world locally, regionally, with the help of school teachers. It was sent around the world. And he's continued to do it. So I'm going to, without wanting to sound pessimistic, because there is, you know, there are some realities to, to contend with here. I'm going to say that we have been given all that we need. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. But in fairness as well, this material has been drastically suppressed mm -hmm. and manipulated, censored, attacked. Mm -hmm. Now, you can go online and drop in any number of words, alien, extraterrestrial, Buddhism, theities, mm -hmm. uh, stars, and you'll get pages and pages and pages, just endless stuff. Mm -hmm. But Billy Meyer's information is usually pushed way down in the search engines. And it's pushed down because if people were seeing it, mm -hmm. finding it as easily as everything else can be seen and found, it would be very confrontive for many people. But even more importantly, the awareness of it is a threat to all of our power structure. Right. And if you look at something from the perspective of controllers, mm -hmm. very understandable. We can understand it. It's not a good thing, but it's understandable. Yeah. In other words, if you if your existence, if your agenda, everything rests on and requires control over something, if that thing, that something, that entity, whether it's a person, persons or a multitude, a world, if it becomes aware, then the control factor is threatened in a proportionate way, depending on the numbers of persons involved who become aware their knowledge, their determination, intention to act, etc. Right now, worldwide, we would have to say that most people are inert. Mm -hmm. They don't know what they're doing, really, yep. in, in the bigger picture. They don't know about this material. What they know about when they go to find things are either the you know ancient cultic religious beliefs right. they're out there and people have them that's fine but that's not you know it's not growing folks no not. with reality uh, this man Meyer as a fourteen year old boy he published all the warnings mm -hmm. and he's continued to about unnatural man made climate change mm -hmm. global warming every facet and aspect of damage to the environment, to the climate, and what would come. And, and a real buzzword, starting back then, a buzzword that just mo makes so many people averse. And that, that's called overpopulation. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, it must be aliens wanting to wipe out humankind. Right, you yes. Know, you know, so that's the, and if you read this material, folks, you'll understand it's the core of our problem. And mm -hmm. it can't be dismissed just because, listen, you know, I say to people, people uh, get very upset about this bringing forward overpopulation, the core problem here. 
And uh, I say to them, well, you know, um, when you are worried about that, because uh, there have been very demonic people in history who wanted to wipe out everybody. Yeah. There are people now that are, we accuse them, this is their agenda, whether it's Bill Gates or something. I don't know that that's Bill Gates' agenda, but there are powerful people that yeah. do want mm -hmm. exterminations. However, I use the analogy. I say Adolf Hitler, the biggest horror story in human mm -hmm. history, in com competition, let's say, with Stalin and, and Mao, he was a vegetarian. Yes. <laughs> so does it make all vegetarians into mass murderers? We have ceased some time ago to be able to think and think independently. Right. So it's yes. a very simple thing. You have a container, you have a vessel, a terrarium or an aquarium. You put your, uh, let's say, your nutrient foundation, which is earth for a terrarium and water for an aquarium. And then you put, uh, you know, in the substances, the soils, both of them require some soils, little organisms, uh, whether it's fish, or things start to grow in finite space. Mm -hmm. And they will grow and grow and blossom and be very nice until they hit a certain point. And then everything starts to become contaminated, poisonous, dies off, shuts down, and it's gone. We live on a finite space. Yeah. And all of the protestations to the contrary, if you read Myers material and you read the science from the play Aaron, where they explain from their scientific point of view, actually, how much arable land do we really have on earth? How much land that, that we grow things on now is basically devitalized to the point that whatever grows on it has zero nutrition, zero to small percentage of nutrition mm -hmm. compared to what used to uh, mm -hmm. exist. Now, people hear this, we're not unfamiliar with it, but the ante has been upped and uplately yes. as well. Uh, recent information from the play Aaron connects to previous information that they and Meyer have published pertaining to, well, uh, the environmental thing and the overpopulation thing bringing about when, see, we are well over nine and a third billion people on the planet. Mm -hmm. The, you know, regular official information, well, there's seven billion people and that's dandy. We're told that we are at that level, we're so drastically overpopulated, but we have no concept. We have a world in which we remember historically go forth and multiply. Yes. Yeah, but whatever didn't anybody ever say, and at a certain point, stop. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, yeah. Too much. Yes. I think we get stuck in in um a saying that has been said that was appropriate at the time. But we, what we don't do is evolve with what we are needing to do now. What is in front of us now? Uh, you know, there is a whole entire trend of dumbing people down. It's keeping people ignorant and celebrating them for their ignorance, making them feel celebrated for their ignorance on that knowledge is fearful. Science is fearful. Um, to take any of these warnings, you know, it's always when a disaster happens, what do people do? Why didn't you tell us? You had a warning. Why didn't you tell us? Well, you know, Billy Myers has been communicating with them and he did tell us, but we chose not to listen because of its source, right? When we can get out of the way of where the knowledge comes from and instead go, thank you very much for the heads up. You know, let's try and do prevention before we try and do cure. Uh, but it is, again, our willingness to be ignorant and to and to look at everything as false because it's not us in front of them. It was a you know, spokesperson that's been chosen. Um, we will believe a whole load of crap on fake news or online. You know, people can take one little thing and, you know, as I said, take a pimple and volcanic eruption, uh, volcano eruption out of it. Why do we so easily believe that? But when there is something else that really is quite logical, who? why do we think we're the only species in this whole universe? I think we're the ones that are in kindergarten and everybody else has evolved beyond university. 
And they're looking at it and going, well, when are they going to evolve? When are they going to grow up? When are they going to learn what they're here to learn? And I think we're very, very far behind because we choose not to listen. Well, it's interesting you say that. I uh, I put out a film in 2014 called And Did They Listen? Mm -hmm. with lots of Myers prophetic information, including about what's happening to the United States now, where we are, we're on a verge of a, of a, we're on a verge of great civil unrest, which he's began foretelling in 81 and 87. We're on the verge of a, uh, let's say, a loss of superpower status, if people want to know the, the truth about it. Now, I'll, I'll fast forward a little bit up to 2017. Well, I'll go first to 2006. I, in that year, was in Switzerland, and I was with Billy. And I asked him kind of out of the blue, I said, Billy, was the Iraq war fundamentally about oil? Mm -hmm. Well, no, fundamentally, he took my word and he fed it back to me. It's about your dollar. Mm -hmm. And if things go a certain way, you may as well roll cigarettes mm -hmm. with your paper money. In 2017, he put out another document with prophecies and predictions, two separate things, prophecies, things that are warnings, predictions. It's a certainty. It's not a changeable. The prophecy is changeable. The prediction is ironclad 100%. And he didn't necessarily distinguish for our benefit in there, except he mentioned a lot of things. He did mention the fact that in the future, there would be some nefarious attempts through uh, genetic engineering, which isn't all bad, but mm -hmm. it, it be used in this case to create viruses and diseases mm -hmm. and, you know, utilize medicine, if you will, to do terrible mass cullings. But it was not, I won't get into what we go through now and where that originated and who was behind it. I'll leave that, you know, I have plenty of information in my blog, but I will go to what he said in that document also, which was with the coming, I'm not reading it verbatim, I'm just giving you the, the essence mm -hmm. of it, the coming cashless society, mm -hmm. the world global financial collapse. And one of the consequences of this, both internationally, and he even specifically mentioned America, he said, the American people will be dispossessed the government will turn the police and military yes the populace now just you know to, to let the other shoe drop a few days ago that currently uh in one of the transcripts we have on the blog meyer was told it's a whole i'm going to take one sentence here the entire Earth's humanity is to lose its freedom with regard to its independent decision-making, handling, and dealing with its financial cash and is to be monitored in this respect to the point of total control by the state powers and banks and other financial institutions together striving for this. Now, one last thing. This echoes what Meyer said, in essence, in 1958, mm -hmm. when he predicted that they would... Then, 58, we're talking, you know, 65 years Four ago. Four years ago, yeah. Um, there would be a worldwide attempt to biochip every man, woman, and child on the planet. Already beginning. It's mm -hmm. going to be done with the banks. You're going to have all this stuff. It's underway. Yes. And as Meyer is told in this transcript, the people of Earth, unfortunately, show themselves so far to be too stupid yeah. to understand what's happening to them, what's going to be mm -hmm. done to them because they're passive and intelligent. Sheeple. Yeah. And at the same time, there's this passivity, Sarah. Mm -hmm. We see an exponential increase in something else that Billy predicted back in 58 and, and a little bef before. And that is the insane 
increase in the violence that comes in the society within families, killing off family members, the crimes that children, women and children are subjected to, which have always existed. Yes. But are now just proliferating everywhere. Children becoming hardened criminals at the youngest ages as a, a child. Six-year-old shooting her uh, teacher. Yeah. Yes. And the teacher is now suing the school district because apparently they were they were warned three different times about this child and a gun. I, I haven't read the whole thing yet. Mm. I saw some of it. But the point is, we come back. Now, how could overpopulation possibly be, you know, connected to something like this? Too many of any living things together creates strife. Yeah. It creates conflict. It imbalances the psyche. We are pressed upon yes. from two different points. Yes. So if people, th this is where I come back, and I actually want people to get away from the idea that extraterrestrials, you know, particularly are going to try to guide us or give a, a hoot. Yeah, sure they do, but they understand these people. They have, they have hundreds of thousands of years of history. Mm -hmm getting to a place 52,000 years ago where they were peaceful. They went through so many things. Yeah. And the biggest danger that they've warned of, I mean, this overpopulation thing, but the danger that they began warning Meyer about in 1987 was AI. Mm -hmm. It will take on its own life yep. and it will be bad for human beings who will not be able at a certain point to control it, to stop it. And there's already indications that, you know, let's remember this AI is created by human beings. Yep. And not everybody who's programming this is, is an altruist and a, you know, a lover of humankind. Again, 87 with the coming conflicts that have started, the whole thing with Russia and Ukraine is the beginning of a very, very bad thing. And the AI, which has long now been in development, of course, turned into weaponry because that's yeah. the primitive Earth. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. We're not the only ones that are into you know yeah. weapons and using tech for mm, weaponry. I mean, everybody out there isn't perfect and peace and love but we are the ones who are concerned we should be concerned with us and our own future survival that's the reason for the Meyer contacts they know yes about their own forefathers who were here right don't repeat our history that's basically the message right don't repeat our history well don't Learn repeat from the worst it. of it yeah, yeah. Um, you know I mean you talk about technology and you think about how this little thing called the phone has taken over our lives. Everybody was scared of robots and AI taking over. It already has. You're a slave to your phone. You're a slave to social media. You're a slave to being on call every second. It's already taken you over. And it just seems to be our will to control ourselves or limit ourselves or conduct ourselves in a different way. It succumbs, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, where is our strength? Where is our courage? Where is our common sense? Um, and I, you know, don't often understand why we battle so much with that. You know, when we know the things that aren't good for us or the things that aren't good for society, uh, we know that, you know, hate, violence, it just begets more hate and violence. It's a constant cycle. And that, you know, forgiveness and, and rising up above and being a better person within is part of the solution, part of that higher consciousness. But it is our choice if we're going to step into it or not. It is our choice if we're willing to go through that process and grow and become a solution. Because when you become a solution, you see the problems and you become proactive over being a part of the solution. And if every single human being decided, I'm going to be a solution rather than a problem, we would address these things and we would go about saving this planet. But when we've got still so much ignorance and so many people still pulling the strings, and let's face it, fear sells. Fear mm -hmm. sells. It's a form of control. And if you can turn everybody into an enemy, 
then the pitchforks come out and people don't even know why they're stabbing anymore. <laughs> they don't. You're right. You're quite right. I mean, we are there. That's where we are now, mm -hmm. worldwide. And very sad. What we warned about as well is the coming condition worldwide will be anarchy. Mm -hmm. And that means that what we know as any as any form of stability, uh, system, organization, reliabilities, all of this starts to break down badly. It's in process. The actions that are being taken by whether it's a six-year-old child or a mm. 20 or a 40-year-old person, all of the, the extremes of the explosive behaviors towards each other, they are a reflection of what's going on inside of us. Yes. And the core uh, step, the conduct step, is the recognition in the midst of all this, while we can talk about they, them, and the world, and the extraterrestrials, it's about the individual. Yes. Taking first step, mm -hmm. self-responsibility. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And this it's spelled out, in this sense, it's spelled out in the most, uh, let's say, discreet and focused terms. In this way, we must recognize that our thoughts are creating our feelings, mm -hmm. leading to thoughts that dictate to us, unless we're in charge of them, our actions. Yes. Each human being, moment by moment. So on the sense of a broad philosophy or a you know a worldwide answer to things, and, and we can pontificate. I don't want to. I, I, I point out the material here because... It is unerringly accurate. And if we mm. recognized mm -hmm. where we were, it's like those proverbial frogs that sit in a pot on a yes. burner, on a stove. And we we know the story about the heat is gradually mm. turned up. They don't notice. My version of it is the frogs, the humans of Earth, reach out and keep turning the heat up on them ourselves. Yeah. Because we... So we don't understand everything is proceeding. Now, like you said, the way technology controls people and all the social media, the communication tools, the phones and tablets, computer, we're on. This is an unrelenting bombardment. The preoccupation, it's, it's hard to deal with because we do work. Any and all of us who work, we utilize mm -hmm. these mechanisms, right? Yes. And people who come for information, they, we utilize these mechanisms, but, but we don't recognize is in the process we are exposed everywhere online in front of us if we have one of these demon devices a phone mm -hmm. uh, if we are outside in the world everywhere there's the bombardment of these ideas and beliefs reflected in advertising in programming yeah. in communications and fear you hit upon mm -hmm. it's it is underlying fear. Fear is what is the underlying motivator for religions. We don't mm. want to offend the sky daddy, whatever mm. religion it is, because if we do, we're really, not just now, forget this, we're going to be punished eternally. So everything is outside of the human being. Yes, no, no inside ownership, responsibility, accountability, or, or no embracement. You know, it's it's rely on the establishment, rely on everyone else. Everyone else will tell you what to do. Be nice and neat. Get into that box and stay there. Don't rock the boat. And it's anybody that does is then the rebel or the disruptor. Yes, we need the disruptors. Again, not with violence, because violence will only then raise and invite the violent. And then we mm -hmm. forget the message. But... If we want peace out in the world, if we want love out in the world, if we want balance and an equilibrium out in the world, we've got to become it. It is always an inside job, always an inside job. And then if we're not going to take ownership of our own choices, our own actions, our own reactions, our own self-discovery, our own ability to grow higher up in that consciousness and actually understand, you know, in that understanding of why we're here and how beautiful life can really be.
the experience we're really meant to have in that higher elevation. But we have to be willing, each and every one of us, to take the journey. Because if we don't take the journey, we're still a part of the problem. There's there's no arguing. Now, our job, we still... So we we play tennis. What we do, we bat that ball mm-hmm. back and forth across. And what we realize, and I, I would say what the people who watch your show who are interested in Billy Myers' material, uh, we understand that when we bat the ball, we're just we're just volleying because we're not competing and right. we're not opposing. So there's nothing wrong with that idea. It's like it's a the dance, the communication, the affirmation, the building up of mm. affirming this is what is, you know, this is the reflection. We we're, we can perceive the outside world and we know that it is the inside world that, that's going to, you know, change the outside, never yes. top down from the outside. No. So inside out. <laughs> it, it's the inside out and it's, again, self-responsibility. Mm-hmm. So while we take things and people watch, then, you know, it's like, Probably, you know, people very often ask questions about why. Why does this end? Why that? And I think that for, you know, three-letter alphabet agency questions, H-O-W is most often more important than W-H-Y. Yes, (laughs) if you understand cause and effect, you're going to figure out why with Mm -hmm. so many things. Well, this happened and that led to this. So how? how? How do we? Yeah. How? And how is almost like, in a sense, how? Mm-hmm. Now, how do we now change and shift these things? And yes, we can, you know, I can certainly tell you that I, I know of no better teaching and instruction than what's in the wire material. And you're going to find these things can boil down to things without self-responsibility mm-hmm. at the core. It doesn't matter what you study and all you got to realize we don't take, we don't take Billy's material, for instance, as a belief system because it's more like a science. More like a under- warning system, right? A w- I'm sorry, I missed that. A, a warning system. A warning and an, an instructional. It, mm-hmm. You have to test it to know whether or not it works in you. Each individual has to. And so thereby, like-minded people, and that means anybody, let's start with the premise, anybody that understands that they are responsible for their own life. Yeah. And want to go it doesn't then matter whether they are familiar necessarily with Meyer's writing or right. however they got there and they go this is you know this is my gig i wrote a song 1981 i'll be my own hero mm-hmm. and all this this is where and it doesn't mean heroic in the sense of you have to run out and the sword and the cape yeah, yeah exactly no, yeah. you 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 encounter the obstacle that inner opponent outer and yes. you master through you know go through the process yeah yes. exactly so the people who are uh they are visiting you they're visiting me they're uh participating in our uh we we have an online international meeting once a month anybody can participate in that or you study a book and then it is the ongoing responsibility day by day mm-hmm. because when we come to speak about these things let's face it we can almost say the same thing every time we meet or anytime two people get together you know how's the weather it used to be now <laughs> it's like we know the weather it's you know storms all over the place <laughs> and what are you going to do so it's now how did you survive it not I, how's yeah, the weather did you, <laughs> did you survive yeah. that storm yes <laughs> what did you do and so you know like a, it, just right now let's just take a fundamental element uh that it would be wise for everybody to pay attention to it doesn't matter what you study preparedness on yeah. every level on every level whatever it means to you it's like a physical preparedness with food clothing shelter water a, a, a relationship preparedness where interconnected to people of mm-hmm. like mind, people that want to help each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Collaborative, cooperative, mm-hmm. healthily inter, 
interdependent. Yeah. Yeah. Village, go back to the village, the, you know, village mentality where everybody, everybody is responsible for their own contribution and that village is only as strong as everybody's contribution, right? Yes. It's funny you mentioned, I'm going to make a note of that village. It's a good, good word to put in there. It is a, <laughs> um, it is a village. It's not, in my opinion, it's not the way one of our former first ladies envisions things where things are getting turned over too much to to government and all this. It's the village concept that, you know, it, it, people often speak about, you know, a tribal, a yep. village. There's different iterations and evolutions of these kind of concepts where they, uh, you know, sometimes the word tribal conjures up primitivity, yeah. uh, you know, all, you know, ritual superstitions where let's just say if we're speaking village tribal or mm. village group, yeah, talking community. Community. Mm -hmm. community and a community can exist within a community within a community. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we can have communities within the community, overall community in which we live. We have a small community of like-minded people. Yes. Uh, people who you know, want to assist and and everything like that. So You support each other and lift each other up and you're in discovery of what is possible. What can we do? How can we come together to do it? You know, we want people in that frame of mind, in that conversation. We know what the problem is. What can we do about it? What what do I need to do? What's my contribution? How collectively can we come together without egos? Without egos, really listen to each other and understand what each one of our instruments is for this particular orchestra and understand there's only in harmony that we're actually going to play something that anyone's going to want to listen to. So when collaboration is huge. And the village mentality, when you had the village, the entire village raised those children, every child out there, everybody looked out for it. We don't have that now. Nobody pays attention to anybody out there anymore. We've become so insular and, and me, myself and I and shut off that we're hurting ourselves. We're feeling more depressed and more disconnected and more pain than ever before. And that's because we're not a part of something. We are a species that's meant to be our own beautiful essence of who we are and who do we share it with that where it can grow abundantly, not destructively. We've got to leave well, destruction out of the way. <laughs> well, what we've then been looking at as a construct, we're looking first, the individual recognizes and lives and exhibits self-responsibility yeah the individual connects with others so i'll make a jump here because what you hit on here it reflects uh, the way we are told these people that meet with billy live now think about this we have all this politicking in elections one of the interesting things or a couple of them are when they as a society um have to make a decision about something a vote if you will they are given 30 minutes to think about it. Of course, it does reflect the idea that these are people who are in communication, are in touch. So it's it's doubtful that 99% of the things that will come up are sprung on them. It's more like mm -hmm. now we're bringing forward this that seems Decision to be time. Mm -hmm. A decision mm -hmm. time. Now, unless everybody every person voting in their society agrees mm -hmm. they shelve it mm -hmm. and they look mm -hmm. to see where the weak points were and mm -hmm. they take the feedback and if they bring it back it only passes when there is 100 percent unison of this yes now this is a society that no longer works on money of any form mm -hmm. And yet everybody has what they want. Now, yes. it's not like a communism where there's a no, hierarchy right. of elite. What it is, is that every person is required to give two hours a day of mm -hmm. work to the betterment of the society, wherever they want on the planet. Mm -hmm. There's also, you know, this is all written about, and it's fascinating because the way these people live is in the same book, from the depths of outer space. It's just like, oh my gosh, if we know too much about how they live, we'd probably be extremely depressed. It's depressing enough to know that they're not crawling over each other, trying to get the last piece of paper and the last coin. Mm -hmm. And, and trying, they don't live to a mass 
things because they can have what they need. Right. And the enrichment of the abundance is in the consciousness of serving each other. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And they can and they do. So they don't want from anything because everything is based on that enrichment in that consciousness and contribution towards the other means they are participating in a society that contributes to them. And everybody's everybody's coming to the buffet and bringing a dish. I love potlucks. I love a potluck, right? Everybody brings a dish to the party. Show up with something, right? Exactly, (laughs) and uh, you know, and 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 that's you know the thing about a potluck is uh, you don't know what you're going to get, so it's exciting, right? Uh, It might not be everybody's cup of tea, but it will be somebody somebody's. But it means that everybody has contributed. And then there's the celebration, what everybody's contributed, and everybody feels that they're a part of something. But we also get to dive in to trying new things that we wouldn't have tried otherwise. So, you know, I think the potluck mentality of this is my contribution, this is my ingredient, what's your ingredient? Let's make a dish that, you know, is going to please everyone. But we, we've participation, you know, we've People don't participate in their own lives, never mind in the lives of others. They're constantly living on the outside. Fix me, help me, download an app, headline me, you know, heal me. But that's, again, the inside job. You've got to participate and take ownership over yourself. What's happened to you is what happened to you. Everybody goes through life with some shit happening to them. That's the way life is. What are we going to do about it? Are we going to become stronger, more courageous, find our abilities, find a a way that now we can help others that are going through it? That is what the process of life is about. And when you step in there and you become stronger and you step into that consciousness and you want to, from a place of love, from a place of heart, really want to be out there and serve and contribute, now you truly have the true enrichment and abundance of a community that really is there to serve one another not an agenda of who's going to get rich at the expense of another, but everybody being enriched by each other's collaboration. And for us on earth, that would be an ideal to manifest differences. I'm pushing. (laughs) But uh, so if you're in a society, it's like if you're a frog uh, or, or any other creature sitting outside of a pond and you see the fish, the fish are living in that reality. Yeah. If you want that reality, you have to get into the pond. Now, one mm. of the things that's so interesting about the, the teaching in this case is that while we well, we know we know these things, these are some of the big blossoms and bullet points of what the picture could be like and what it may be for people. Another fundamental perspective, which puts it down on an unfamiliar level for a lot of people, is a neutrality, mm. meaning when we grasp that we are solely responsible, we take self-responsibility for everything. That means that it is going to be very important that we are able to see things as they really are. In the moment. Moment by moment. Mm -hmm. Because another element, let's say, we'll call it the third one from right now, is that we are constantly 24-7 controlling our thinking so we can mix these are almost like mm. refrigerator magnets how how they interact and, mm. and relate to each other so we've decided we're self-responsible and now we look at things with neutrality to see what they really are not through the filter mm-hmm. of liking or mm-hmm. not liking things or preference or aversion what is it now it's a tall order, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. When we are going through something personally in ourselves, uh, health-wise, emotionally, relation, and name it, financially, all this stuff starts running out the window before we can grab it because we are oftentimes as human beings, we don't have a control. Yeah. And and so control isn't always to grasp these things, which is contractive. Control seems contractive. Mm-hmm. Control also requires some expansion and allowance. Allowing. Freedom, mm. Right? Mm-hmm. For things to mm. be as they are. Yes. We may see clearly and make our choices from a nice, relaxed, and informed perspective. 
I found that to be very challenging at times in life. Let me tell you, this is an ongoing process. And just when you think you got it managed, something comes up that you can't feel quite so neutral about and you can <laughs> see it for what it is and you don't like it. You know? But, you know, so, it's okay. It's okay to have those emotions. You know, the whole thing about emotions is you're reacting to something in the moment. The question is, ask yourself, why are you reacting? What is it that, that there's an aversion for or causes anger or makes you overjoyous over? It is, you know, what we are doing as a society, instead of looking at the emotion, we go, I'm angry. Okay. And now you actually are feeding the anger, not what you were angry at. You've become emotional about the anger and the anger takes over. Emotions are for us to be aware of a feeling of understanding what creates that feeling, deal with that feeling and move on. But we've chosen to become so emotional and reactive and not responsive, but retaliatory, you know, and attacking something. But if you look at the people that are out there fighting amongst each other and you go to them, but what was the core problem? They can't tell you because they've got caught up in the emotion, in the tornado, uh, and they've lost the reasoning. And the core is still, uh, you know, upset because nobody's paid any attention to it. Well, you've just given me an interesting opportunity because I'm going to take some of what you said. And I'm going to change the, uh, let's say, the object or subject. Because uh, I think, I mean, you're not inaccurate. But now what happens, like I was just saying a moment ago, you know, you get something handled and then the next thing comes up. So if I say, instead of saying what happens when those those people out there, we which we, you know, we externalize it now what does it take to say i encounter this thing this situation and i'll come back and say emotions myers distinction is the emotion emotion is an uh a suddenly arising basically uncontrollable thing that expresses explosively mm -hmm. right and uh, but it's different than the feeling because feelings we can uh, understand where they come from we can grasp we can often control them emotions if we choose uh, to have an uncontrollable element right. to them so right. but we become myself, emotional over the you know reactive over the emotion that's where we lose control yeah well the, if we've gone so far as to lose control emotionally and like you're saying the next thing could be that we you know we lose control over a reaction to which is still emotionality if the next, if the best thing we can do is to notice mm -hmm. what's happened, what, oh, I, I notice this. And before I'm going to externalize yes. and blame it on somebody else mm -hmm. or on the situation, I'm going to recognize and own, okay, this was, I went out of control here. I mean, out of, you know, run around the, the room breaking things, but I, I had a out of control whole situation here for and now that i see that now i'm going to work with it now i'm going to take a breath take a breath take a breath That's and i'm going right. to yeah. recognize that i i have this issue mm -hmm. currently um and but that's ownership that is ownership and that's what we're asking people to do but instead of owning it you know that either it's the self-persecution or someone else to blame and if we yes, could get out of the blaming and just and not even the persecution of our reaction, but just own it and go, okay, I need to be mindful that I'm reactory on this. I need to be mindful that that's a button that gets pushed, and to make sure that that button doesn't lose control. Yes. So if we can, if we understand this term neutrality, which is you know honesty, it's a neutral positive state. And if we can go into that recognition and see and and, and because you, we, as a human being, we're def I'm defensive. That's one of the things yes. I as I defend. It can't be me. I'm perfect, right? Yeah. So we're not alone in having mm -hmm. these imperfections. We're not alone in having the problems, and shame is often for Oof. people into it too yes. and they want to protect against admitting something because they feel ashamed mm -hmm. it's so we feel this it's not it, for anything i've said we or they i can say me and i say yes. I, 
because yes. that's our truth. It's so, part of that human nature. We hope that, that you enjoy the show. Us. Find all and of that our we shows need to be aware of that media. Dot com and a podcast but or self-discoverymedia slash shows. It's just and not a very productive side of us. What's new? We are supported so by you, the audience. You will see a nice big shiny blue button for one-time donations or follow us on Patreon and you will be able to support us there. We enjoy bringing you such wisdom and the next show will be up just a moment. Self-responsibility. Yeah. Taking, seeing things as they really are, having the ability to have a neutrality, neutral to positive, so that we can choose from the best place what we do or what we don't do, what we maintain, what we get rid of, and we relax a little bit more, which is one of the become keys present. Become present with self. You're in the now, and actually, that now is neutrality. You're neither moving forward or backward. You're just present. You're in that moment and in that moment of calmness and alignment, where you're meant to go next will be presented. But it goes from a calm space of rationality rather than a retaliation. But we have to recenter ourselves. And that is take, you know, that saying, take a breath, take a few breaths, go for a walk shake it off, come back, center yourself. And in that centerization and that calmness of yourself, you see things for what they are. And you know, I don't need to react to this. I don't even maybe need to respond to this. Right? I am just a need to just move forward to a step that is more favorable. Therein, are options that you've expressed that can apply. And it is from that place that we are invited, if you will, to live our lives on a 24-7 basis as mm -hmm. we can, because it's evolution takes a long time. Evolution does take a long Thank time. You. you know, and I, you know, being a person that is hypersensitive to what's out there and just really kind of finds it extremely hard being a human when humans are just so cruel to each other. But I also know the, ex the experience and the essence of a human being when they choose to come from a place of heart, when they choose to come from a place of kindness and love, right? where that creativity and that support and that community really does step forth and how enriching that is energetically, vibrationally, productively. There's so much creativity, solutional creativity, not destructive creativity that is created in that space. And it's a space that I choose to live in and that I don't know in my lifetime if I'm going to see, I know the shift is already happening. I know already, and this is the reason why there is so much um, complaint from people right now of wanting to hold on to the past is because of that invitation to rise up into that consciousness because that volume turning up, not everybody likes the feeling because the first feeling you're going to have in this higher consciousness is just how mean we are to each other and how much it hurts. And we have to go through that self-forgiveness. I didn't know any different. Now I do. What am I going to do about it? And then choose to rise up to that more collective of where we are at one with each other, but as an individual who is contributing. The orchestra isn't made up by droids. The orchestra is made up by everybody who has expertise with their instrument. They have great music and a great conductor, but they've chosen to come together in harmony. That's how I look at life. <laughs> I'm trying to create the orchestra. <laughs> So, you know, the the I, alien aspect that we're I talking about. For, mm -hmm. I was just going to say, I, 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 I thank you for, for this opportunity, too. I must run around again today and do things, and I hope we will. Oh, yes. No, we will, we'll have another conversation down the road for sure. Um, but, you know, people may go, well, where's the, you know, you didn't talk about the little gray men or the green men, you know, because that's not what it's about. It's about the influence that they've given to certain people like Billy as a warning, as a template. Look, we've been there. We've done that. You know, we're trying to help you just like I am with these shows, trying to help people instead of falling into the Grand Canyon, just the potholes and learning how to get back up and move back on. And if we do listen to the wisdom from 
those that have come before us, no matter what species they are, we would prevent so much pain and anguish that we impose on ourselves. But until we as individuals rise up and take that ownership, we're going to keep going on this destructive path. So yes, we have to come back again and to another chapter on this. In the meantime, people can get hold of you at um, theyfly.com. Theyfly. And you have oh, theyfly. Best would be theyflyblog.com. Okay. More material, right? Right. And also, and did they listen? In fact, all they have to do is just put in Michael Horn on selfdiscoverymedia.com and all three of your shows come will come up with all of the information they need, all of your books, the movie, the everything. And it's really, really easy then for them to find everything. And I encourage people to go back and listen to the others because although in a lot of ways you're coming more from almost the science of what's been proven and said, you know, the, with the that spiritual consciousness of rising up, we're talking the same thing. We just may use different words. But the point is, we really need to take ownership and start being the solution and stop being the problem. Thanks a lot, Michael. Thank you. Looked forward to having you back on again for that next chapter of What Can We Do About It? Until next time, folks, remember, it is up to each and every one of us. Bye for now. <laughs>